Hi, fellow history enthusiasts, and welcome to the Detecting History podcast about all things buried and ancient. My name is Katie McDoyle. Together, we'll be diving deep into the past every week as we bring you history, metal detecting, mudlarking, and fossil hunting news, alongside some fantastic expert interviews. So whether you're a seasoned expert or a fellow beginner like myself, we're going to explore it all together. everybody welcome to this week's episode we are in the middle of september peak detecting uh season i can see all of your wonderful finds happening on instagram i'm very jealous i'll be out myself on sunday hoping to find that first gold you never know it might be me this week and i will um for sure do a gold dance and post it for you all to laugh at online uh, this week we are joined by the wonderful Ronan, aka at Detecting North Wales on Instagram. Ronan is a lovely young chap. He's soon to be off to university in Aberystwyth, um, in Wales. He will be studying history. He is a self-proclaimed uh, newbie to the hobby, although he's been going for a good few months now, uh, rocking the Equinox 800. He has already found. Wait for it. A Bronze Age spearhead, a gold George III half guinea, a Henry VII hammered sovereign penny, and a hoard, and so much more. Uh, this is a great interview. I really enjoyed having him on, um, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Detecting History podcast. And this week, I'm really excited to introduce Ronan. Ronan, welcome. You're on Insta under at Detecting North Wales. How are you doing today? Yeah, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. Brilliant. It's really great to uh, get you on. I've been a fan, as I mentioned to you anyway, when we were chatting on Insta of yours, because yeah. you, you have already found some amazing bits and pieces. So I, mean, I know. <laughs> it's been a little bit uh, unreal. Yeah, you've done well. You've done well. And I really like on Insta and you've inspired me as well. I like the way you use the highlights and you've got your section for coins. So you can go and check out all the friends' yeah. coin pictures. <laughs> and then you've got your artifacts and then some other bits and pieces as well. So it's really yeah. interesting. I always like doing that. Yeah. If anything, I, I started the account just... It was more to keep track for myself. Like every coin gets identified, I put it on there, then I can look back on it. But it just kind of grew from there, and I just kept it as a. I love that, uh, and then you've got it in your pocket on your phone, so you can share pe- share with people when you meet up with them with yeah, pictures yeah, stuff, yeah, exactly. you? yeah. I've, it's handy. <laughs> behind me, I've got like my coin collection here. I see that. That looks nice. And you're, you're right. You do forget, don't you? And sometimes I'm like, hang on a minute. Have I got one of those? I think I've got one of those. So I need to do some <laughs> organization myself. So yeah. as I mentioned, I'm going to do that on my personal um, Instagram account. Yeah. It's all it's all the things like the mints and the years and all that stuff. It's hard to remember. All, all. that detail. Yeah. And you put the picture and you put yeah. that detail so you can reflect back at any time. I tell you, you're an inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> Ronan, whereabouts are you in the UK? Uh, so I'm in North Wales. It's another North Wales person, which Darren Booth told us was the best yeah. place. And it, Yeah. A lot, a lot of history up here. Yeah, a lot of history and the ground conditions sound really good as well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. We're, like I said on the last podcast, we're all now looking to move to North Wales. Mainly because it always rains. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
So where I am, the ground is again very dry. I shall be going out um, tomorrow morning on a field I've no, never managed to get on because of uh, different harvesting the, the farmer's been doing. I've no, never managed to get on there, but now the ground is really hard. So I'll be doing a little bit of a rain dance yeah. later, hoping we get oh, a downpour night. Most of my permissions are actually like pasture as well. So I've never I've never really got to try like ploughed fields. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I said to Darren, um, yeah, and you and Darren should both come down and try days digging in my fields with the flint. <laughs> see how you're feeling after a few hours. Just to see the difference, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, brilliant. And how long have you been doing metal detecting now? Uh, I would say I, I really only properly started this year. My dad used to take me as a kid a couple of times. We only ever found like rusty iron, things like that. Great. Uh, but it was interesting to me. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I got a little low-end metal detector. Uh, again, found loads of iron. Nothing interesting, yeah. but I, I enjoyed it. So last year I decided to buy an Equinox, uh, and that's where I kind of started to find decent stuff. Found a spindle wall, which was my first like old find. Yeah. And then it all kind of went from there. Really. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's nice. Your dad took you detecting. Um, yeah and you went out and about and then you sort of felt inspired to take the next step and, and get the equinox like mm -hmm. you say my interest in history really came from him as well oh great excellent yeah. did you do history at school um sometimes you have to choose between history and geography which way did you go yeah well actually i was homeschooled oh, so excellent. yeah but his history was always like a main interest of mine so yeah. Brilliant. So you were able just to feed that and do as much research as you wanted. That's it, exactly. I always used to collect coins and things like that. Oh, great. So you are a big history, a history buff then as well, probably. You know a lot Pretty more than much. most people <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually going to a university in a couple of weeks to do history. So Oh fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Big step. Are you. are you taking your metal detector to university? I suspect not. I will be. I will be. Oh, you will be? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, without being too specific, which part of the country will, will you be going to? Uh, that, that's fine. I'm going down in Aberystwyth, so there's a lot of history down there. Oh, lovely. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, new, new areas to explore. That'll be fun. Exactly. Cool. Okay. And what do you, apart from the history, what do you love about metal detecting? Uh, really getting out and about like outdoors because um, it's, it clears your mind so much. It's, it's really good for that. I just find like all the stress goes away. It's because you're just focused on the ground, you know, you're walking, that's, that's all you're focused yeah. on. So it takes your mind off everything. Yeah. It's such a mindful activity, isn't it? I suspect it will be yeah. um, prescribed on the NHS sometimes. It should be. Once enough doctors yeah. get into the it's, all, it's also good because, you know, it gets, it gets a lot of steps in good exercise. Oh, it does. Yeah. I was tracking actually. And, um, I was exhausted and I, I looked on my watch and I was like, 3,000 mm. steps, but I guess they're 3,000 very you know, <laughs> slow steps. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step. It's like, it must slow be at steady. least 20,000 steps, but yeah, 3,000 slow <laughs> steps. Um, and uh, so your detecting gear, you just said it, Equinox, and you had like a, a lower mm -hmm. end one before. I think that so many people start out that way and that's how they get the bug. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was, um, I think it was a Dr. Otech which it wasn't great uh but yeah that's why i started out on for a few months mainly doing like my gardens and things like that yeah uh and then i started doing group digs 
and I, I saw everybody had these way better metal detectors. They were finding all the good stuff, so I was like, screw it, I'm just going to get a better one. So, <laughs> yeah, went all out. Detector envy, yeah, and FOMO for a detector. That's, um, That's yeah, I was doing the same thing. So I think I took my very uh, low-end first detector to, to one dig, and everyone was so lovely, and I was just like, trying the different detectors and the weight of them all and everything else and that's how i, I sort of set up on where i am now yeah it's good mm-hmm. isn't it to go to digs yeah. and work out the best one um and what other detecting gear do you have when you when you're kitting up for the day sometimes we look like we're going on a mission don't we like a proper, proper <laughs> <Yeah>. mission. <laughs> what do you take along well, with you when you go on a dig i'm probably the most unprepared detectorist because i've got <laughs> i've got Boots are absolutely battered. Okay. Uh, so if I go anywhere wet, that's just, you know, water in them. Um, foot. Yeah, mainly because I was using this old spade and it used to just kind of rip my boots. Oh. So I recently got a new a new one, Black Ada. I think it's called the Spartan. Yes, I know that's so what it's, you mean. It's a lot, it's a lot better. Mm. Um, then I just use a little standard dr otec bag and pinpoint so the pinpointer is not very good but it does the job (laughs) well because you've got the experience under your belt now you can probably pinpoint quite accurately with your detector anyway right so it's yeah yeah i've I've always managed yeah (laughs) yeah i always watch um different detectorists that don't have a pinpointer at all and and they're fascinating to watch because they get so close anyway and then they just yeah. you know wave the the lumps in front of the detector and find the coin ball and they seem to manage okay a lot of effort <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly um and do you go out sort of with a rucksack and your you all your snacks and all that kind of bits and pieces or are you that bad that you go out and you come back hungry and dehydrated <laughs> well what i do i usually just bring a little snack bar in my pocket and a bottle of water in my in my pouch. So yeah. that, that's all I really bring, really. Yeah, that's what you need, isn't it, for that kind of half-time yeah, break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talking about your Instagram account and your finds, and you say you've only really started uh, detecting an anger this year. I'm already very mm-hmm. jealous. I'm about three years in, and I oh. know <laughs> what your best finds or some of your best finds are. So for yeah, the listeners, yeah. do you want to uh, recount maybe what a couple of your best finds are and tell us more about when you found them mm-hmm. there's been there's been quite a few so it's it's hard to kind of say in you know to choose from it uh but yeah i went my first few months detecting and i was finding nothing you know mainly just georgian yeah. stuff it was only at the end of june very end of june i started on this permission that's where i started finding some really really good things the first really good find i had was a little mary groat uh but it's like it's like brand new it looks yeah. you know like it's only just been made um i thought that would have been the best find on the field i thought oh i can't really get much better than this yeah but then i found uh loads of other things i found a bronze age spearhead which i think might be my favorite yeah just because you know you think who used that and what did they use it for i found my first gold which isn't that old if if you think about the other stuff that i found it's uh george the third half guinea but i could say i found gold so that's yeah and it's in pretty good condition as well. Um, yeah, beautiful. I found a hoard of Bronze Age chisels, <laughs> two chisels, <laughs> counts as a hoard. <laughs> I found a, a, a swan neck pin as well, which um, is a really rare find for Wales, North Wales. They don't get found here. So mm-hmm. that was something quite special. And in good condition as well. 
yeah yeah really nice yeah there's been a few a few other things it's i found so many different interesting things that it's hard to keep track i'm just gonna have a look now but yeah i found oh yeah a, sco- a sword scabbard shape from the bronze age as well which was interesting just that minor yeah. thing just that minor thing <laughs> yeah just a little bit <laughs> need to find the sword now. um i really like the henry the seventh hammered sovereign penny that yeah, you found yeah that was like um one of the first hammered coins i found as well yeah such a lovely and design it was in quite good condition mm, yeah, yeah yeah they're usually a lot more battered yes exactly your your ground must be good not too acidic ground there yeah but the 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 gold george third absolutely beautiful it was now tell that was me, a surprise when you when you took that out and turned that over yeah. and you saw a glint of it mm-hmm. what did you what was running through your mind well uh yeah so I, I dug the hole and in the mud it was it was in the clod um i just saw the edge the very edge of the coin uh yeah. i thought it was gold before i even took it out i i rang my mum. <laughs> then I, I rang my dad um and i spoke to them i took it out whilst i was on the phone with them and yeah i read it out to them uh, what year it was and stuff and it was it was really good so i was, I was excited about that amazing okay and that's on the instagram and beautiful yeah and the mary um i was talking to digadorn um mary so rare i would love to find the mary uh, mm-hmm. so I just can't believe yeah. when you list off the things that you found and- I know <laughs> I've someone said to me I, I've been finding things that people search years and years and don't find you know yes um and it's it's weird that it's all come from the same permission as well yeah it's it's a field of bucket listers a field of bucket listers and now that field is it near life is it near something you know a settlement or is it a field where it doesn't really show anything kind of it is a little bit in the middle of nowhere mm. but um there's like there's like ruins which would have been houses right uh so that so that is probably the case yeah. and then there's obviously a lot of ancient history but there's no, nothing ancient around so it's just really random yeah 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 it's something that's been lost you know because the old map yeah. and everything only go back so far which i think really it must have been why nobody had been there before because detectorists are everywhere it's really hard to find a permission but yeah. because this is about out of the way mm. nobody had ever bothered so i kind of just you know <laughs> got very lucky how do you go about getting your permissions is it people you know friends of friends or do you see somewhere and seek out the the landowner to get your permission yeah my my first permission was a farmer right near my house um we just asked him and he said yeah it's fine that's where i found the kind of the georgian stuff um after that i I really wanted to find a permission where i could find something really old my dad's friends with a lot of farmers luckily so it was quite easy for me to get permission so i just tried one of their fields and that's where i yeah yeah you struck gold literally (laughs) literally yeah (laughs) brilliant and um a field's never done so do you go back to that field quite often just to give it another go depending on how i I do i do um i'm waiting for a lot of rain to come because it's been dry recently so i'm waiting for that because it's gone really quiet on that field um yeah so my plan is just to wait for a load of rain and then go super slow just to see if there's anything else there i've just started detecting the field next to it and 
I've been finding loads more stuff as well. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, yeah you yeah. are in a good place. So we look forward to seeing what else you discover yeah. <laughs> in that area. So they're your, some of your best finds, and I'm really looking forward to the bucket list or list section with you since you found mm-hmm. so much good stuff already. Have you found anything weird or odd or had any? We seem to be having a theme of spooky goings-on going on with Detectorist. Have you had any Ooh. of those stuff experiences? I, I don't think I've had anything spooky. Um, actually, something did was spooky, but, but it wasn't a weird find. It was it was just the other day I found my first Tenarius. Um, I decided to, there was a wood pigeon just making a sound. I decided to go the direction of the wood pigeon, and then that's where I got the beep of the Denarius, which was interesting. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's great! I love that. <laughs> but if, if we're going for a weird find, uh, I found a hoard of spoons. Wow! So yeah. That was that was a bit strange. Someone loved their spoons. What type of spoons? From what era do you think? <laughs> they 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 weren't that old. They must have been from the nineties or something. <laughs> just a load of spoons buried in the middle of nowhere. Just as you do. Wow, you wonder what was going on. Was that some kind of spell, yeah. or was it someone just being mischievous, <laughs> not letting anyone make a good cup of tea? Uh, we'll just say spell to make it make it sound more special. <laughs> Let's say spell. We'll go with spell. Make it more spooky. And whoever found yeah. spoons got amazing luck when detecting in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. Hopefully. And uh, congratulations on your first uh, denarius. That was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was in really good condition as well. That was that was really high on my bucket list. Yeah. Uh, so that's one ticked off. Remind me who was the emperor? Trajan. Trajan. Yeah, and the the bus side of it is in. It's really nice. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not worn down. It was I, I guess because it's pasture, it hasn't been beaten around by the plough. So. Yeah, that's right, and and again the acidity of the soil, isn't it? Um, my yeah. first Roman was uh, Domitian. And uh, it wasn't too bad, actually, luckily, on the bus side. Um, and then on the reverse, it was quite difficult to pick out the uh, yeah. the features. But yeah, As long as one, one side's end. good for the display, that's all that matters. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Just don't show people the other side. <laughs> uh, no, you can, you can. I mean, some people choose to clean them, don't they? What do you do with your finds? Yeah. Do you prefer to clean? Do you prefer just to do a gentle scrub with a toothbrush and leave the dirt on? That's been something I've always been a bit uh, scared of. Um, yeah. When it comes to coins, uh, I kind of just, I just give them a rinse and that's it. That's it, really. Yeah. I haven't had many coins that are super crusted or, you know, battered that need a clean, really. So mm. we'll see when it comes to it, I suppose. Yeah. But usually just a rinse. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's better safe than sorry, isn't it? You don't want to yeah, sort of destroy yeah. anything. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets nervous. Maybe just clean it on a day where I feel like I've I've had a lot of practice and I know what I'm doing. Yes, exactly. And and watch some of the some of the vids. Um Sid yeah. Perry does some good little cleaning vids and Dawn again, she's done some really good cleaning digs uh bits mm. with uh, the composite cleaning pe- pencil yeah 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 I've, I've got one of those i've tried it out it's quite good it is good and then the different types of wax as well obviously to pre- pre- yeah. preserve some of the sort of more grotty bronze coins that you might find brings out a lot of detail as well it does yeah actually and even just getting in the right light and i got a, a little um usb 
magnifying camera really and you could you could set it up yeah. on a rig and that was really helpful as well it's those little details oh, nice. especially when you get to my age and you've got the old <laughs> spectacles on <laughs> yeah well i'm actually wearing contacts so my ISO is not the best either <laughs> okay good thank you <laughs> it's not because i'm old that's what you're saying everybody <laughs> it's not because <laughs> <I'm old>. yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> okay and who, which is your favorite history era then of all the things you've found or not found which history mm-hmm. era, especially since you are a history buff, do you enjoy the most? That's yeah, it's quite hard because I'm so into history. There's so many different eras that I'm interested in. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to metal metal detecting, the the ancient stuff is my favourite to find. You know, like whether it's Celtic or Roman, uh, you know, yeah. there's a there's a uh, different stuff that they have. There's so much variation. Um, and usually it's all in good condition because it's bronze. So that's always my most fun thing to find. Uh, but in general history, I've, I, I'm interested in World War Two, which isn't, you know, detectorist. We don't find a lot of World War Two stuff, but that is a period that I'm interested in. Yeah, sure. Have you found any cat badges, anything like that? Yeah, I found a few, um, mainly Navy stuff. Uh, I can't, it's not been able to be identified, but mm. yeah, a few few buckles and things like that um i live near a airfield that was used heavily in world war Two. so yeah i come across a lot of different bits oh, okay. and pieces and shells and hopefully no bombs hopefully no bombs yeah that's something we haven't spoken about yet on the podcast yeah. but yeah sometimes i'll come across something and i'll be like uh-oh and then it turns out to be a pipe yeah. or something like that luckily luckily my way there was not a lot of um nothing too dangerous no no you do have to be careful though if in doubt yeah. don't go near it back away yeah. call the authorities <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant uh, okay so the, yeah very specifically it's hard to be isn't it when you know history is history millions of years um yeah who is your favorite monarch or emperor do you think mm, again i don't want to be stereotypical and say Everybody says Henry VIII because, you know, he is quite interesting. But um, Not to be said, yeah. if we go emperors, uh, the emperor Caligula, just kind of because how messed up he is, you know, quite <laughs> notorious. Um, Ter- obviously, I'm not great with my Romans. Tell me yeah. how, how messed up he was. Give me some highlights. I think he was known to be kind of the most evil uh, emperor. He, he went kind of crazy in his reign. So, so, you know, I think he... There was stuff that I can't really say on a podcast, but yeah, quite brutal, dodgy man. Yeah, that sums it up. I think brutal. Anyone, <laughs> anyone mm-hmm. in doubt? Yeah, brutal was the yeah. word. Uh, go and research him for yourself. Not a not a nice yeah. person. His, his coins. I don't think we find them in the UK. They're quite rare as well. Mm. What was the time of his his reign? It was. 37 to 41 AD. There you go. So just before they came to Britain then. Yeah, yeah. Although saying that, yeah. Uh, again, back to Darren on the last podcast, his hoard that he found, it was uh, a really wide range of coins, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I heard like he said uh, he found a Vespasian one as well, yes, was it? Yes, yes. Yeah, um, which is quite early. Very rare. Only the second, I think, and his is in really good condition as well. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So not impossible to find the coins, but rare for sure, as most mm-hmm. Roman uh, coins are anyway. I'm quite lucky in the spot that I'm in. Uh, the the Roman stuff is, there's super early Roman stuff, and then there's right up to the end. So I've got kind of a wide range, so you never know. Yeah, yeah. What will you find next? This is the question. Hello, me again. 
I just wanted to let you know that we have our Patreon. So go to patreon.com forward slash Detecting History Podcast. And over there you'll find various different, very affordable tiers where you not only can choose a tier where you get the main episodes ad free, so you don't have to suffer those long, boring ads, but you can select a tier where you get the extra episodes. So we've already got a couple of extra episodes. So all of the guests we've had so far, we speak about their perfect detecting day. And also then I go into more detail on the item that's been placed on the ultimate bucket lister list. Uh, there's a couple of extra uh, special tiers as well there where you get some free merch and some other bits and pieces, shout outs, follows, all of that good stuff. Now the reason for the Patreon is just to cover the costs of making this. You will get it free. Um, there's costs for hosting, editing, all that jazz. So we just need a little help so we can keep the podcast going. Also, if you could give us a rating on your podcast player of choice, hopefully a good one, um, that also really, really helps in terms of any ads and sponsorship coming this way, which again will help the podcast keep going. Thanks, everyone. You mentioned earlier on that you're in a bit of a dry spell, and it might be because of the dry weather. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do, how do you yeah. cope with cope's probably the wrong word but how do you get through your dry spells (laughs) what do you do what do you go about Um, doing to try and improve things so you break that dry spell it is a bit of a pain i do think it probably is the dryness to be honest uh because it's been so hot lately um Mm. it's it's a bit frustrating when you don't find anything decent but the way i think of it you'll find something one day so just keep keep going and it'll it'll come eventually that's all it is you've got to have those dry days to find the good stuff yeah absolutely and if you give up just because you have one bad dig then it's not the hobby for you yeah. is it really yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's half what makes it wonderful not only is it because we love finding the history and you never know what you're going to find but the amount of effort you put into finding it yeah it's you mm-hmm. could you could yeah. be digging for 6 hours over six sessions and not find anything. So then you've got 36 hours in there, digging holes relentlessly. And then eventually, as you say, you will find something, something interesting. That's it. It all pays off in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. When you've been out detecting, it sounds like you've got quite a few good uh, little permissions. Have you ever had any issues at all when you've been out detecting, not found any bombs yourself, I take it? (laughs) Nothing, no bombs. Um, Don't really have many issues detecting the only little issues are my own fault. Like I forget batteries and then my pinpointer runs out and I've got to go. Um, so I can't do it without a pinpointer. It's just, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally that's that's about it. Usually I'm quite okay. Even though, even when it starts to, you know, if it chucks down rain, I'm like, I'll carry on, you know, I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I get worried about sometimes when I was in a mahoosive field um, just before the hot spell and there was one oak tree in the middle of the field and then um, – it started bucketing down and there was warnings of thunderstorms and things. And I was like, yeah. uh-oh, okay, <laughs> now it's time to cool it. <laughs> and so I just started legging it back across the field towards the oh, car because I was like, I'm really in the middle of nowhere and the one thing I've got is this tree which you shouldn't stand under when there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, got to go, got to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the kit-wise it's not forgetting to um, charge your different bits and pieces if you can charge it directly yeah. and always taking the spare batteries. Yeah. And don't yeah. forget your shovel. I, t- I tend to get in the car and then realise my shovel because you keep the sh- well, I keep my shovel outside, obviously, and everything else is inside. So in the excitement, yeah. I'll grab everything, get to the car, and I'll be like, <laughs> 
I've forgotten something. What is it? It's always the shovel. Yeah, I did. I do the same. You know, when I'm driving to the permission, I always, you know, I have to double check. I'm like, have I forgotten everything? Yeah. You always think in the back of your mind, oh, what if I've left? Something? Yeah, bound to have left something. I think I've left gloves before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't done the, the worst and drive for like an hour and actually forget the detector or anything like that. <laughs> Not got there no. yet. But now I've said that, I'll probably jinx myself. So touch word, I haven't done oh, it yet. <laughs> Okay, um, and so top detecting tips. So it can be anything. What would your top detecting tip be apart from remembering all your gear, research, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not the most det- uh, experienced detectorist. You know, I've only really properly been doing it for the last few months. Um, but one thing I've learned is don't discard an area just because you've never found anything there before. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you go somewhere 10 times and you find nothing at all, then fair enough. Um, but there's always the chance. So it's always worth double checking. Mm. There's been places in the past that I've kind of thought, yeah, I never find anything there. Like where I found the gold, I, I, I never used to find anything in that spot. But one day that's I, I was going along and that's where it was, you know. Yeah. So it was just perfect, the ground conditions. Yeah the strength of the signal and you know where you'd actually put your detector that day and you've got to think if, if something's really small let's say a little gold coin there's so much space around it there could be one gold coin in a giant space of nothing so you, you've got to cover it all, all yeah the absolutely even the direction you go over the coin as well so for me i'll get a good signal mm-hmm. and then i always you know turn 90 degrees and then go over and then the the sound of the signal or the numbers whatever might change completely so i know it's a bit of coke or it's you know it sound, suddenly sounds irony so i know to yeah. ignore it and it's the same isn't it if you're going up and down a field you go in one direction you'd be like there's nothing in this field go the other directions because then suddenly it might really quickly yeah, change yeah you? that's what they say detect in all directions yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and then it <laughs> then it makes it more fun doesn't it and um i was talking recently about the different trackers so tecto track i think it was that darren talked about and xp have just bought out a new tracker that works with the dais and the orx as well um and that's kind of exciting to me because that tracks where you walk so you can track where you've actually gone that's handy yeah Yeah, because you know you you might um just for whatever reason not be hitting a certain area and to your point you might have hit it once and gone on never going there again mm-hmm. um so it's kind of exciting to go back to a field and it's it's suddenly a brand new field isn't it because you haven't gone in that direction yeah. under those conditions yeah, and exactly. you know you haven't walked it before yeah no, that's it. i like that that's it. although then that's it. then again saying that sometimes i've gone over a spot that i feel like i've walked over a hundred times you know and then suddenly there's a signal that i've missed somehow um I guess it's just about hitting that bright spot. Yes. Yeah. I mentioned before I saw some kind of YouTube video or something and they had, they'd hooked the detector up to a computer. So they were showing absolutely the swing of this person to check the quality of the swing. And they were a pro and they were very much certain that they had walked along at a pace where they had covered this strip. And then when you looked at the computer output, you could see that with each swing, there was a good like six, seven inches that he hadn't oh, actually scanned. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to find that video and I'll, I'll post it on Instagram so people can see that. But yeah, That's it. someone that was so 100% that they had covered all, all ground <laughs> hadn't covered all ground. Yeah. So yeah. So it's always worth going over, over places multiple times just to be absolutely sure. Yeah, definitely. And even as you clean up the field, right, you're taking away those trashy signals and removing the trash, hopefully. And then you, you might hear those very 
very faint good yeah. signals. And, yeah, the really deep signals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Your um, Bronze Age, Bronze Age spearheads and things like that. How deep were they in your pasture field? Um, well, I think it's a field. It must have been ploughed once. I don't know when. It's probably decades ago. Um, yeah. So some stuff has been battered and quite high. Uh, mm. The spearhead was maybe five, six inches down. It was in two parts as well. So I found the first half and I, I yeah. recognized it. I knew what it was. Uh, so then I sort of searched around and then I found the second half. But yeah. Yeah. And what I've learned as well, because it's kind of in a watery area, uh, quite swampy. Mm. So it was, it's probably likely that they are all deposited on purpose rather than lost. Because they used to they used to bury their things in in watery places. Oh, did they? And was why was that? Yeah. particularly watery places. I th- I, th- I don't think it's fully known. I think it was either for safekeeping to pre- preserve it, and then they never came back for it. Yeah. Or as some sort of offering to like the gods. Mm, yeah, you get a lot of that in sort of East Anglia way, the sort yeah. of Norfolk Norwichy yeah. ways, don't you? Where it's all yeah. been very boggy and and watery, and the the things they pull out of there, they look amazing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've got. Um, do you know the YouTuber Holeshammer? I do. Yes. Yes. I- I'm sure he's down somewhere that way, and he's always finding all sorts of stuff yeah and um jason jones and his wife lisa they're that way aren't they and they've been finding some yeah, unbelievable yeah. things recently over there <laughs> fantastic do you get um out and about to any of the big events do you go to things like uh detectable and all those kind of things RCM? i haven't had a chance yet no because I'm, I'm quite quite recent i haven't uh i've kind of just been doing my own thing uh but i do plan on going to some in the future when i get a chance i would like to Seems like a good social thing as well. Yeah, you get to meet a lot of people and everyone's so friendly again. Um, Yeah. I think sometimes uh, talking to various different people, you see people on the the forums, you know, we're all different, um, different um, neurodiversities and introverts, extroverts, all that kind of thing. For me personally, I found the, the metal detecting community to be so, so lovely and friendly. And there's the the odd person yeah. in every realm of life, isn't there? That <laughs> might not be so lovely and wonderful. That's, yeah, yeah. You you always get some. <laughs> you do. But um, <laughs> to anyone listening that um, wants to embark on the hobby but feels a bit nervous or anything like that, really, um, it's a lovely community. And just in starting this podcast, everybody's been so wonderful <laughs> and reaching out and agreeing to come on. Yeah. So it's really nice. So be brave, reach out. Um, people like myself, Ronan, Darren, Dawn and grim (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh we're all here to help so yeah go on go for it you never know what you might find it's a wonderful hobby yeah that's why i want to join one of those digs just to meet other people who are into the hobby you know because up up here i don't know anybody personally Mm -hmm. who also detects i'm the only one uh, so it'd be nice to nice to go to one of those events someday and just meet yeah, some people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other hobbies that you might recommend? Uh, yeah, I I used to do a lot of photography, like nature photography, which is kind of in the, in a way the same benefits of metal detecting. You get out, get go, you know, you get your steps in out into nature. It's um, yeah. So photography is quite a good one. Um, until my camera broke, but I'd like to get back into it. Uh, uh, was that digital DSLR or SLR? Oh uh, yeah, D- uh, DSLR. It was. I think it was yeah. a, a Nikon. It's, it was quite a while ago now, but yeah. Yeah, that's what I've got—a Nikon thirty-two hundred. Um, yeah, which is great because when you're starting out in photography, it's good to have the sort of 
<laughs> the, the automatic mode rather than and then you can develop yeah, into the manual exactly, mode. Yeah, until you learn all the settings and things. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise we're like, I can't see everything. Everything's too dark. What's going on? <laughs> no, but that sings in nicely, doesn't it, with that, like you say, being outdoors. And now obviously you see that coming through in how you're documenting you're detecting as well so i was looking at some of your coin photos and you're removing the background and all those kind of tricks and i thought i did (laughs) this guy knows photography as well i'm sure of it (laughs) sort of transferred my skills over yeah exactly do you use a a particular program to remove the background on some of your pictures or is it just something in your phone there's an app it's called photor um which is handy it's got like an automatic ai background remover and it's free as well, so nice. that's what I use. There we go. That's the first top tip of the day. Photor, it's called. Yeah, and um, the app I use to enhance my photos a bit, uh, make it more clear, a Lightroom. So that, that's a, another free app. So. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. I shall be looking those out myself. Right, we're going to move <laughs> on to the bucket lister section. So first of all, let's talk about your personal bucket listers. Mm-hmm. Um, that you haven't found yet. They could be... There's not much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, they can be very old or not so old. Uh, what is on your bucket list currently? A couple of items. Yeah, so I've kind of got like a top three. Um, I think Bronze Age Axe Head is at the top. Yes. Just because I, I love the way they look. They're, you know, really nice. Um, second would be a stator, whether it's silver or, or, or a gold one. I, I don't mind. I'll take either. Um, yeah. Not fussy. I just love the designs on those coins. Yeah. Um, and then I'd love to find something like either Saxon or Viking, just early medieval, that sort of era. Yeah. Which I haven't really found much of yet, anything like that. Yeah. No, they're good. Three very good items. Yeah. That's a, that's about all that's left. Everything, everything after that is just, you know, a bonus. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> You're making us all jealous, Rona. Oh. <laughs> no, they, they are good items to have on your bucket list. list. Um, so we want to talk now. What item would you like to place on the Detecting History podcast ultimate bucket lister list? Ultimate bucket lister, ultimate. The ultimate bucket lister list. So it could be something out there and outrageous, yeah. or it could be something quite sensible and obtainable by these people, the detectorists coming into the hobby. I'll, I'll go. I'll go quite rare, but not outrageous, because um, I, I don't see them get found very often. But a Viking coin. <gasps> Yes. They don't, you know, I, I don't see many people finding those. No, so same. I'll put that on there. Okay. Any particular area in the Viking history that you want to quote or just is any Viking coin okay? One that's quite interested me is uh, King Knut, yeah. who was like the first Viking king of England. Yeah. So that, that's always an interesting one for me. Brilliant. That's really good. And um, what I always do in the um, Patreon extras I always go into a little bit more detail on the item placed on the ultimate bucket list list. So that gives me something fun to research and yeah. record for the listeners. Brilliant. Love that. Okay. Um, anything else you've been up to recently? Anything you want to share? Not particularly. I'm, I'm basically trying to make the most. I've got like two weeks left before I go down to uni. Yeah. So uh, I've been trying to make the most of my free time. So I've just been like hammering the fields, 
just trying to get everything that I can before I don't have much time. So that's been my main thing, really, working part-time in my my mum's cafe. Oh, lovely. You've been hammering the fields and hammering the hammers. How many hammers are you up to now? Uh, Just reached my 20th. Yay! Yeah, so I'm quite happy with that. You were saying you wondered if you'd get to 20 by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on that. And what are you studying? Are you you doing a history-based study course or something else? Yeah, yeah, it will be history. Um, I'm not... 100% 100% sure on what job I want, but I, I'm kind of just following my passion. Yes. You'll never work a day in your life if you're doing something you love, as they say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's the right thing to do, to go into something and then you'll find your path. Yeah, hopefully. I wonder if we'll see you as a fine liaison officer or you something never know. sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> that would be quite a fun job, I think. And um, who do you like to follow on the socials? Uh, well, I'm your... always watching like detecting YouTubers. Um, my t- I would say the main ones I watch is Terra Germania, who's a te- detectorist in Germany. His, his videos are so good. Uh, he was kind of the first one that I started watching on YouTube. Um, Holzhammer, like I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, he's always got good videos. Um, and Digger Dan, he's a good one. Yeah, I like Digger Dan. Yes, Digger Dan. Well, I will take those three and see if I can get them on the podcast yeah. so we can learn more about them all together. That'd be good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, thank you so much, Ronan. It's so lovely to get to know you. No problem. Um, best of luck going to uni and with your history thank you. <laughs> uh, course. That'll be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, look out for Ronan, and hopefully we'll get to meet at one of the uh, the big events sometime soon. But keep in touch. Hopefully. Thanks. Hopefully see you soon. And good luck. I cannot wait to see you what you find on this other field that's producing good finds. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what else is there. I cannot wait. Okay, brilliant. Well, take care of yourself. And uh, yeah, everybody go to Ronan at Insta at Detecting North Wales. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Wasn't Ronan awesome? So at Detecting North Wales on Instagram. So we're all waiting to see what comes out of that massively excellent next door field to the massively excellent field next good luck ronan uh, on your adventure to university hope you find some amazing finds down that way too just to remind everybody please check out our patreon please rate us on your podcast player and don't forget we've got an etsy store so we've got some merch over there so go to etsy.com forward slash detecting history podcast treat yourself treat your loved ones christmas coming soon why don't you go and uh, get yourself a fun t-shirt or one of our excellent insulated mugs speak to you next time thank you Mm -hmm.